Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. day to you all. I hope all is well in your lives. I'm so excited to talk about today's area of patience. Our uh, ability to withstand just confusion, difficult situations without needing something to happen immediately. Now, I decided to record this live because after doing the Goals That Gets Results Masterclass, I uh, recognize the need to discuss patience as it goes about, as we go about getting results in our life. Because so often we want to get results and we want them now. And we don't necessarily understand what it means to be committed to something for as long as it takes, to be patient with the process, to understand that we are going to make it work regardless. So I'm going to talk today about how impatient shows up, like how impatient shows up in our lives, why we are often impatient, and how to cultivate more patience and what it looks like in your life. And I want you to please hear me in this that we do not need a circumstance, a situation, another person, our children, um, anything outside of ourselves to feel better. We don't have to rush. We don't have to hustle. We will trust, hopefully by the end of this podcast or this conversation, that it will happen, that everything is working out, that everything is happening for us instead of against us. It's happening in the right time. And so here we go. We're going to talk about all things patience. And according, you sweet friends, to the Oxford Dictionary, patience is the capacity to understand. (laughs) Oh, um, the capacity to understand, accept or tolerate delay trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Now, I want to just manage this definition somewhat slightly or manipulate it somewhat slightly. I believe that it is, patience is really just the ability to accept or tolerate waiting. Boom. We don't need to to decide how we're going to feel in advance. We, We can We can do that or we can't. I just want to have the conversation about what it looks like to wait. And um, I know this from my own life. Um, I, right, I wanted to get better quickly. I wanted this process to be when I was going through fertility treatments, right? I didn't have patience, didn't want to wait. I wanted that sweet kid to come immediately and I felt almost entitled to that experience, to that child. I'm so glad I waited. I'm so glad it took us so much time because we got this sweet Theo. If any of you have watched my 
um, stories. You get to see Theo in real life and in real time. And it, he was totally worth the wait. But in the interim, while I was waiting for Theo, I didn't believe he would come. I didn't have, I didn't trust that everything was working out. I wanted proof that it would be okay because deep inside, I didn't have the thoughts and emotions that supported the waiting. And when I made that shift through therapy, through coaching, I was able to recognize that I didn't need another child to fulfill me, right? This is all where you don't need your goal to fulfill you. You don't need anything. You are worthy now. And when it comes, because you know you don't need it to feel any better about who you are or what you are or what you are doing, you are patient. You are waiting in the, in the challenge and in that, in that space. So, so I think that being willing to wait, being willing to have patience, to feel patient, changes our experience with the world. So I want to first talk about how impatience shows up. It'll often show up when we don't recognize it as resentment, right? Annoyance or anger, apathy. We're impatient as well with ourselves, with others, with our situations. So let's first start with ourselves. Let's say you were going after your goals, right? Like we're ready, it's time. We had our goals that gets results masterclass. We are going to knock it out of the park. We want it now. We've done the thought work, but you, you, you do your first webinar, you're ready to sell, I don't know, let's say you're gonna sell courses, right? And so you decide that you're going to open a webinar up and you're gonna sell 100, you're gonna, right, sell 100 spots on your course on your first webinar. When that doesn't happen, when seven people show up for your webinar or two people show up for your webinar, you decide that it was supposed to happen right then and there. It didn't work. Something went wrong. Or let's say you want to lose 10 pounds in a month. I'm, I'm right, this is over, over the top, but we're just, we're just going with it, right? And you are not patient for the process for you to like your, we don't know what happens in our brains and in our bodies. And you're like, it didn't happen in this time frame, and therefore it didn't happen. So we see a lot of cognitive distortions come up when we start talking about impatience. We have that all or nothing thinking. It's either gonna happen now or it's not gonna happen at all, right? We discount the positives along the way. Uh, we do all of the things in our brains that are thought errors that hold us back. And here's the deal that also happens. We are impatient with others. When we are not clear about the instruction manual we have for others, for our, like we're not communicating that or we don't understand it in our own brains, we tend to want people to change on our timeline, right? I know I do. I'm like, let's just learn this. Let's be done with this. I don't have time for this. 
And also you should have learned it already. It comes up often in our parenting journeys, right? Or when we're waiting on a spouse who's doing the work to change, but right, it's taken longer than we thought it should. How do we have patience? How do we have patience to know that something is growing and developing and it's just not ready yet? What other areas do you need patience in your relationships with others? Homeschooling, virtual schooling, communicating your boundaries, your expectations with others, and having patience with them as they work on their brain, as they work to understand your boundaries, your expectations, and what you are communicating with them. So I think that all aspects of our life require patience, okay? And then we also have patience with situations. And it's really fascinating to me because we get to look at people's brains in real time as it relates to the pandemic, right? <gasps> we are done with it. I saw like in, in September, we were all like, let's be done. Oh, it's, it's, let's just be done with the coronavirus. I'm so over it, right? Or I'm so over the situation. Don't have any more patience for it. And when you tell yourself, right, you're telling yourself thoughts and stories about how much patience you have, how much like resources you have to wait, we start telling ourselves stories that don't serve us. We have it, we're having thoughts that don't serve us and that hold us back. And I want you to think about this. I thought this came from uh, one of my professors and he said, no, it didn't. So I had to look it up. I am so sorry. I've been misquoting him. It's a brilliant quote. It comes actually comes from Byron Katie. And she says, when you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. Now, my dear professor, who I worked with on the, the Goals That Get Results Masterclass said, well, that is a principle in psychology. Like, the only thing you can control are your thoughts, emotions, and actions. You cannot control the situation. And so when we say it needs to be our way or the highway, Look what we're doing. We're saying it's only this way. So I, I want us to understand why also we rush. Why are we in a hurry to get somewhere? Why are we in a hurry for others to get somewhere or for our, our goals to be re realized? We know that, right, the primitive brain is desire to, designed to seek pleasure. We are a society of immediate gratification. Nothing has gone wrong. It's just primitive brain. So we rush to get there. So we don't have that almost extended period of cognitive dissonance. We want to get from point A to point B as quick as possible because we don't want to experience the in-between. Scary, right? And our brain, when we don't know how to work with our brain instead of against it, we, we are fighting it. We're fighting that experience of cognitive dissonance. And so we, we go back to the way we were. So we rush things in the hope 
that we can just get it over with, right? We're like, oh, let's just get this done. It'll be over and I'll get to the other side as quick as possible. But what if that is not possible? What if that doesn't even serve you? We rush because we want to feel better now, right? Amen, everybody wants to feel better. You want someone to change so that you don't have to deal with your emotions. You want the COVID situation to change. You want the political situation to change so you don't have to deal with your emotions now. You don't have to change your thoughts and emotions about it. You want the situation or the person to be different. And so when we are in a rush to get somewhere, we are saying, this isn't right right now. I need something different. But what if the real work is changing our thoughts and emotions about the situation, about the experience, about the person? And it's not rushing anything. When people come to me and they're in a big rush to do something, I often ask why. And I love that I use other clients. Like, this doesn't show up in my own life. Of course it does, right? I wanted a baby. I want my health to be, like, I don't want to have to work and change my diet and do weekly IVs and weekly shots to get healthy. I want it just to happen, right? I don't have the patience to do the work and to sit in the in-between while I'm waiting for something to happen. But when I recognize that nothing is wrong right now, that I am worthy right now, not for what will change, but for who I am inside, I don't need my situation to be different to feel better. It is my choice to feel better in this moment. And in fact, I hear so many people will say, well, when I make $200,000, then I know what I'm doing is important. Or like when I have lost 30 pounds, then I'll feel better. It doesn't matter what the number on the scale says. It would be a fleeting sense of, of, of contentment. Because when we do not change our thoughts about who we are and our worthiness, that those, those limiting beliefs, those automatic negative thoughts will always find us again. If we do not do the work to release them in this moment, in what we're feeling now, they will always show back up. You see people with endless amounts of money who are so unhappy, who lack joy, who lack the patience and the virtue of patience to be present in the moment because they are always looking to get out of it now. They are always looking to something on their horizon. And I think this is the interesting, like, interesting rub between being present and being patient. Because when we are present with who we are now, we'll totally be patient and know that what we are working for is coming. When you believe 100% in your brain, and you might not believe it yet, but you're working to believe it, and you have someone that believes 100% on your behalf, right? When you are working to believe something, 
you are willing to wait as long as necessary for it to happen because you know it will happen. You know it will make you no less worthy, not any more worthy, because you have everything inside of you now. It's not the situation. It's not the person that changes. It is you inside. So I love to, to really dive into this idea. And let me share with you some thoughts that I see that come up as it relates to people really looking at patients in a different way. So people often have thoughts like, one, this shouldn't take this long. Thought, option two, I'm doing something wrong because this is taking too long, right? Or I've worked hard, shouldn't be this long, shouldn't be this hard, right? Those are those entitlement thoughts. This goal, I see it all the time. Like, if I could just get there, I'll feel better. Like, oh, this is what I need to feel better. And so guess what happens? This, when you have the thought, this goal, this result will make you, me feel better. The emotion that comes up, right? We're doing that tear process is impatience, annoyed, resentment that other people are getting it. The action that you take is rushed. It's overreaction. You're going to do all the things because you're so focused on that feeling better that you're not allowing the process to work for you. And the result is no result, right? It's the opposite. The goal can't make you feel better. You need to feel better. Being in a hurry, again, shows me that it's not possible, that you don't believe it's possible. When you believe deep inside of your bones, or at least you're laddering your thoughts to believe, you understand, I know this will happen. Let me share with you uh, my goal. It's an outrageous goal. Are you ready for this? It's like the most daring goal that I could claim publicly and in doing it. Are you ready? I am going to serve 300 members in the Courageous Life Society. And I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to be patient in failure. I'm going to, like, we were talking in the um, Goals That Gets Results Masterclass. Like, we have to be so willing to fail. We have to be so, because failure doesn't mean that we're not capable. We're changing our relationship with failure right now. And failing doesn't mean that anything's gone wrong. But when we're impatient, a failure seems like a, a giant sign that we're supposed to turn around and go back home. That's next week's podcast, which I wanna talk about, is like road mapping your, your, yourself to what you want to achieve and thinking about obstacles along the way. But I'm, I'm focusing, one of our anchor thoughts um, we just had in the Courageous Life Society, our Monday morning planning call, and one of our thoughts um, that someone was using that I, 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 I am focusing, I'm doing this work without overreacting, without rush. So just wait, that's coming. I can't wait, <laughs> right? But I'm, I'm learning patience and I'm learning this process. So I also 
want to note something here before we talk about how to cultivate more patience is that I am finding so many people, myself included in this, in this journey, that when we have thoughts of, I need this to happen now, we don't create the space or the story to be able to rest and relax. Oftentimes when we are such in a rush, when we are hustling so hard to get somewhere, we don't allow ourselves the wherewithal or the, the space or the grace even to have the space to relax. And so really, I, I believe that with patience comes giving to yourself that grace that comes from like giving to, like being present and being able to relax. We think that action is the only thing that will guarantee results. And it is, but it isn't. So how do we start cultivating more patience? How do we start looking at what it means to be worthy in the wait now. And I wonder um, what that would look like for you. For my clients and for me, it's changing your thoughts and emotions, really your mindset with, with your outcomes and with your life. It's a fundamental shift in how you see yourself. Please hear me if there's nothing else that you take from this. I want you to hear this. You are worthy now. There is not a goal, there is not a result that will change that for you, that will make you any more worthy. You do not need to hustle. You do not need to be impatient. You don't need anything to change or anyone else to change. When you believe it will happen, you don't need a time frame, sweet friends. And so you start cultivating thoughts like I am willing, I am 100% committed to X and nothing will stop me. Nothing will draw me off course. You start reflecting and understanding that this doesn't happen, have to happen overnight, that you're not in a rush to get from point A to point B because you can manage your mind in the in-between. Thoughts, you will use thoughts like, everything is working for me. Everything is working. And I know that every situation is serving me, even if I don't see it right now. Every weight, every setback in my fertility journey was only new lessons, new work. I can tell you that the waiting for Theodore Stog was one of the greatest um, gifts because it made me a better person when he arrived. Made me a better mom to Henry. Made me a better person. But in the moment, I couldn't see that. So how do we help your how do we help your brain see that it is okay to wait? So um, I I use a Commit Thirty planner, and in it um, it. It uh, has a quote, I didn't come this far to come this far. And I think about that in our lives when we're impatient, we're like, well, didn't happen. Got to turn around and go back. But you didn't 
my sweet friend, come this far to come this far. So how do you cultivate patience with yourself, with others, and with situations? And it really boils down to what you are telling yourself, what stories, what thoughts you have decided are important to you. So I just urge you in the process of waiting, in the process of patience, you come to recognize that you are worthy now. Let's just do the work. And if you don't believe that you're worthy now, I want you to practice this thought this week. Someday, I will believe I am worthy now. That's it. Someday. Or I'm working to believe that I'm worthy. Not for what I do, but for who I am. So you're going to just baby step those thoughts. And you're going to practice it over and over again. And when your brain wants to hurry something along, right? Like, I just want people in the Courageous Life Society yesterday because what people, like, I love to serve. I love to teach. This information changes lives. But I am sitting and waiting and, and being patient. Patience is love to yourself, to others. There is an author, Paolo Coelho, never can pronounce his name correctly, and I'm sorry, I practiced it with Chris before I got on, right? And um, Coelho, he does it so well, but he wrote The Alchemist, and he said this, I have seen so many storms in my life. Most storms have caught me by surprise. So I had to learn very quickly to look further and understand that I am not capable of controlling the weather, to exercise the art of patience and to respect the fury of nature. And I just love that so much because we are not controlling the situation, but we are exercising the art of patience in our lives with ourselves, with others, and with this ding dang pandemic, right, sweet friends? Oh, I love you all. If you have questions, you know, every Friday we go, um, I go live to answer questions. Hello at jessicastong.com. You can send them through the internets as well, um, the social media uh, at Lives of Courage. Also, I am so grateful for you sharing, um, for any reviews that you leave. It really helps people find this message. And I'm so grateful for each and every one of you all your support. I'm so grateful. Please have a little patience today and know that everything is working for you, for each of you. Okay. Love you all. Have a great and courageous week. See ya. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.